telling you, this is my prediction. That's dark. That is dark. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yeah, what is going on here? What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the DMR Nuggets podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook America's top rated sportsbook app. Fellas, it feels like we were just here. Fellas. I don't think I left. I've been here for some time. In all sincerity, you did leave 12 hours ago. (laughs) And presumably slept in between then and now? Uh, <laughs> it's hard to remember. <laughs> it's hard to remember. Nonetheless, we did, despite all odds, plan a fantastic show for you tonight. Why? Because we're going to have a little hangover takes. Day after, we're going to hear from Mr. Harrison Wind, who was not part of the show yesterday, so we're going to get his insight. We're going to hear from Brendan Vogt, who went to the arena, split some time, so we'll get updated there. And then, of course, uh, you know, fresh eyes. I have some apologies to make on this very show. Oh, oh my God. That. I've been waiting. For, like, can we just yeah, go there first? Hold on. Are they recording this? Wait, was it a contentious Winner's uh, Lounge last night? Did no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not oh, okay. at all. Okay. <laughs> uh, we are going to play Fear Factor later on, you guys. Dude. Am I gonna, we, is Joe Rogan coming on? Joe Rogan's going to be here? He's not, actually. He declined. Do we have to eat stuff? We're also going to play a new game, you guys, where we rank things on a scale of 1 to 10. We have to say what we feel about things. Yeah, that's how we say Breakthrough stuff. And then later on, a little stonk report around the association. My God, it's going to be action-packed. To help me do it, live from Ithaca College, it's Brennan Vogt. Another good day to be a bomber, fellas. <laughs> oh, another great day to be in studio. How did that nickname not get canceled years it's ago? It's unbelievable. <laughs> I think crazy. they really just mean the things bo- that have like gotten bombs. canceled. The Ithaca bombers are still a thing. It's still a thing, man. Oh, um, man. Over here, Comandante D-Line. What? Let's go. <laughs> you don't think you look a little bit like Che Guevara here? Does anybody what? else see it? You don't see it? <laughs> I can see, like, if you would have said, like, it's John Lame or something. I would Like John Wayne. It just looks like you're, it's like you a know, Western. Yeah, you look like you're about, you've been fighting. I'm about to start fighting. Um, and then over there, <laughs> the man himself, Harrison Wind. Good to be back, fellas. I missed you guys last night. But I was definitely glad I was at the game. <laughs> I don't regret not being on the show. That's like the new year, new me, but same me. Right. <laughs> like I missed you guys, right. but also made the right decision. <laughs> not yeah. to see you. Uh, Kale, it's time for the hangover. Drum roll, please. Uh, the best grab. How did you not have this queued up? It was literally on the rundown of what we're doing go, here. He just the had to first get the goddamn thing of the show, Kale. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. My goodness. All right. Just so you know, Kale, well, fear can't, factor, no, scale hungover. of one to ten, stonk report around the association. That's the order today. Why are you, um, so wait, is this what you're going to be apologizing yeah. for? Kale, I'm sorry. You couldn't apologize before because you I'm hadn't sorry. done it yet. I got a little, I got a little incensed at, the, at, at that one, and I, I might have lost my cool. Um, when you were at the game last night, we didn't get your takes, man. We shared a bunch. What is yeah. your? Just give us your big takeaway from the game. Well, just from being at the arena, like my big takeaway was game two felt entirely differently from game one. Just the atmosphere at the arena. Mm. Game one, it was like, all right, playoffs. Like, let's see what's going to happen. There was a little nervous energy. There was obviously a ton of excitement. Game two, it wasn't the intense atmosphere that game one had. That was like my first takeaway being at the game. Um, it, it was interesting from that respect, and maybe it contributed to the third quarter swoon that the Nuggets had. How so? Because it just didn't feel like as intense. The environment didn't feel as intense. Maybe that made the Nuggets let down a little bit. I don't know. But that was just like my overall takeaway from the environment of the game. 
it wasn't just that like you could cut the intensity with a knife kind of feel that game one. What do you think you would attribute that to? This is anyone, you know, like Wednesday. The the, the game and a half that happened. Yeah. You think it was just like not that compelling? I think it looked briefly like, oh, Oh, it's going to be this easy. We were like all, "Ah!" you know, we we totally let our guard down. We were like, "Ah!" and then we're like, oh, God damn it. But that's fun. To me, this is where it's different. Like, to me, that's where you, you'd think you'd get the most loud. We're clowning them, this or that. But I don't know, maybe a little Well, lower, lower I will energy. say in game one, by the fourth quarter, it was a little bit of, like, they hit the NOS tank already. Right, and, like, right. They were like, okay, what do we do now? Do we yeah. just, like, sit on our hands? And so I think there's a little bit of that. To the crowd's credit, in the fourth quarter, everyone oh, turned Oh, the it fourth around. quarter, like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I mean, my other takeaway is just watching Jamal Murray in the playoffs is special. <laughs> like watching that guy orchestrate and just go off like he now is building a reputation of doing in the playoffs is is incredible. I mean, it's because unbelievable to witness live. He's a predator in the playoffs, man. Yeah. He plays like a predator. He doesn't always play that way. He just kind of plays like, you know, one of the guys or this or like he's out there. But and the reason I buy it so much, because the shot making is one thing, right? And I think you could say, well, he's just having a hot streak. But the thing is, is he's in attack mode at all times. That's the difference. Yeah. And he's great in attack mode. He's in attack mode, but he also just plays with this sense of calm in the most high intensity moments in the playoffs. And like you're nervous watching the game. Like I'm nervous watching the game. I'm sure you guys are. But you never get the sense like Jamal Murray is nervous and in those moments has any thought of just second guessing himself. Like he's always just confident and just super deliberate in his approach. And just like, he's, he's like, I'm going to take this basketball and I'm going to take Mike Conley and put him in the mix and step back and score and make a three right here. Like that's right. what's going to happen. When he, he's never, there's no hesitancy with Jamal Murray in those moments. And like, that's what makes him so incredible. Agreed, man. Do you remember when we looked at each other, the stop and turnaround jumper he hit where he turned yeah, over his over shoulder? over Alexander Walker. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, sometimes in the regular season, that looks clunky and labored, that same exact move. It was so graceful. Yeah. It was so on point. And when that same shot goes up in February, I'm like, I don't know. Right. In the playoffs last night, I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. These are all going in. Yeah. What about you, D-Line? Do you have any takes, you know, through fresh eyes this morning? I mean, it is remarkable. To, I mean, it's most of what we're seeing is kind of what we expected and we've been talking about playing out. You know, like we expect Jamal Murray to step up in the playoffs. We expect the Nuggets to lock in. Um, and it's, I mean, it's just like, it feels like comfortable. Like, it, it, I don't, I was telling you last night, like, I don't, this hasn't quite like flipped into it feeling like a full playoff to me yet because I always mm. associate playoffs with like extreme nervousness yeah. for two hours and like not being able to eat. And like I was eating a hamburger live <laughs> on the internet, you know, order one right now. No problem. Like it's pretty wild. Like the Nuggets have, uh, they have elevated. They have like, we've really, I mean, it's they really been, brought it in. They really, have brought, they, it's time to bring it in, bring it in. They have, no, it's just, I mean, it, this is the, uh, you know, this is like the actual successor to the bubble. This playoff feels like where, you know, right. if we just yeah. we just forget we did a wrinkle in time. We just fold over the last two years like <laughs> this should be where, where we should have been. 
two years yeah. ago. It's funny because the Nuggets haven't, you know, they keep going to seven game series, so we have this thing in us, but they also underrated have won three games in a row twice in the playoffs, which is also not nothing. I know it's we're like almost starting to fudge logic here, but we do know that when the Nuggets reach their gear that they can look really freaking good. And that's what we're seeing now. I said I had an apology to make. Not really an apology, guys. That's no, it's serious. shocker. That's yeah, he's already backtracking, here. hedging an apology. Yeah, I'm unbelievable. Not really sorry. I'm yeah. just saying, you know. No, but you know that third quarter really bothered me, and I think anybody like you know following the show yesterday, I, it really tainted. I think the way I looked at the game, the rest of the game, because it was so frustrating, and I think in some ways actually concerning. We'll get to how concerning maybe a little bit later on, but you can't over-index on that, especially when you do a show immediately afterwards and even like we were doing the watch along and it's like even during the watch along this or that you can get so frustrated by a trait in the nuggets that is consistent from the regular seasons now and i would say i'll go ahead and say it a trait in Nikola Jokic that is probably his one real flaw is that he's not always playing hard he does have a tendency to be like oh i can kick my feet up i will i i can take a possession off i will <laughs> i just noticed we had bronco stuff on here you notice that uh, nobody did, but nobody now did everyone until, does. until right now. <laughs> um, but that was uh, th- that's the thing with <laughs> here we go. Um, that's the Make thing with. Kill. But the thing is, is that that third quarter really I don't think is more pre- like descriptive of what happened in that game. I actually think Jamal Murray is the most descriptive thing of that game, and secondarily, Michael Porter Jr. is the second biggest thing. And and I think in the reaction to last night's show, I probably had that order a little out of whack. You go to bed, you wake up with fresh eyes, and you're like, what am I What am I upset about? Jamal yeah. Murray was awesome. Michael Porter was awesome. You know, the worst part is we were telling you that last night. It didn't sink in. It, didn't, it really didn't sink <laughs> in And, and he's not guys. apologizing to you, just to be clear. No, I know I that. I apologize to Eric. <laughs> the thing is, too, they, re- they rebounded. They covered, man. They came back and they won handedly. And I yeah. think there's... it. We actually probably all would have preferred to watch the blowout. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to catch a little test and pass a little test. It's not the test, <laughs> but um, all right. There's a little bit of that, oh, the the March stuff. I thought we had turned the page on this. How do they respond? They were fine. And also, I largely felt like a lot of what they were missing uh, in that third quarter or throughout the first three quarters was Michael Porter Jr., who was on the bench with foul trouble. Uh, the second he Man, that's a great in, take. That game changed, so... There were moments where it felt like something about the offense. I mean, it's fine, but it feels like they've got an arm behind their back or something, and that that's what it was. He comes back in, they pull away. Uh, Jamal was tremendous. So I, I thought it was cool to see them just a little bump in the road. No worries. And yet their offense was better in game two than it was in game one, which right. game one felt like the offense was fine. Totally. Like it was doing good things. So I, it is a little bit of a perspective warp, perhaps because the Nuggets won in a way that was not typical of them. Look, Murray's not always is not usually the best player. He just well, isn't. In the playoffs, in the playoffs he usually <laughs> is. In the playoffs. In, he, even when we're including Michael Jordan in that conversation. Right. <laughs> I mean, the takeaway from last night is Jamal Murray is on track to become like one of the greatest playoff players in NBA history. Yeah. He has the second highest percentage of 40-point games in the playoffs in his career, next to Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, this is the track he's on. If he, only we would have had Michael Jordan. <laughs> This guy is a killer in the playoffs. Like, that's just what he has been so far. And we'll, we'll see what happens. But the fact is, he's on track to be an all-time great playoff player. I do think, though, again, go negative Nancy here. I don't know that the Nuggets fully understand how to play with him as that guy. 
because I think part of the lull in the third quarter came down to, I mean, look, I'm not trying to blame it on Murray. Jokic became extra passive, right? But that's what I mean is Murray is so rarely the version of himself he was in the second half of game one and all of game two that the team doesn't necessarily know, like, where does Michael Porter fit into that? Where does Jokic fit into that? They always play with Jokic as the pot stirrer and doing all these different things. And I do think that that is one thing that they're going to have to learn because as great as they played in quarters one and two, you don't get away with quarter three against all teams. The Wolves just happen to not be that good. But other teams, if you go, if you blow a 15-point lead and you're down two going into the fourth, that's a death sentence. Or it's at least your odds of winning it are significantly reduced. To me, the third quarter happened because it's the Wolves. Because maybe. they were so far ahead. Because yeah, they, they, This team loves... I mean, listen... We keep talking about motivation. This team needs motivation. Like the motivation again dropped out because they were like just bludgeoning the wolves. And it was like, all right, well, come out and have our way. And then they were like, the, the wolves were ready and the nuggets were not. And then the the crazy thing is that the fourth quarter was essentially the exact opposite of the third quarter as far as scoring is concerned. Like the nuggets scored almost as much as the wolves did in the four in the third, in the fourth. Yeah. And it was just they were like, okay, it's time to lock in. Like, I mean, I you know. I, I have said this to you, like, I think that Nikola Jokic, at his heart, in his soul, is still a fat kid. Like, he... I can't shake this take. He just, like, he wants to be lazy. Like, he, <laughs> it's not his fault. It's in his nature. His He's nature, gone yeah. every. He has changed everything in his life, but, like, he is who he is, man. Like, he was, that's who he was in the first place without anybody screaming at him to change. You like, hear this about alcoholics a lot, where they're yes. like, I'm not recovered i'm in recovery yes. i'm always going to be one drink yes. away from flowing back in it's like nikola Jokic is one, one year of retirement away from going up to four or five liters of coca-cola every day. <laughs> it's remarkable discipline I, but it's I still think, there look i think at some point the wolves run was going to happen it happened when denver's guard was down yeah it's probably. I honestly think it might be good i think it's great for them happen i love i like this to i'll let you cook in a second here when for them and Malone to look at that in the film and say, that's what happens when we let off for a second. Also, game three is on the road, which means it's inherently more risky. Right. So you guys know yeah. what energy you have to bring and what happens when you don't. Yo, if they would have coasted for four games this series and then run into the Suns second round, I don't think that would be a good thing, you know, heading into that series. Like, they need to know what it looks like in the playoffs when they're not locked in like yes. they should be just to play devil's advocate i don't think anybody fears the nuggets and i'm not saying one series would have made teams fear them but do you feel like there's any value to denver if they didn't have that third quarter and they win two games by 30 points do you think there's any type of fear factor for hey this team's a little different man uh no i don't think the suns or the clippers would think anything different if you the beat the suns and the clippers though resoundingly then does oh, the fear then factor? it's different Come. Then it's different. People just don't think Minnesota is anything real. Like, the Timberwolves right. are right kind yeah. of a joke. By the <laughs> way, the Clippers already tried the we don't fear the Nuggets thing, and then they played the Nuggets. And then yeah. I've seen the eight games that happened since. They fear the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take our first break. On the other side, though, we're going to get into ranking potential threats to the Nuggets in this series. What things are you worried about? We'll rank them all. In a game we call Fear Factor. <laughs> We're so creative. Guys, Fubo TV has 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device. You can also watch the Nuggets Ooh. and the Avalanche okay. on Fubo TV. What a concept. Uh, you can sign up. There's that QR code right there on the screen. 
You can also go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR. Sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro with that offer. So you get even more uh, special stuff with Fubo Pro. Sign up right now. You can start watching immediately. It's not like you need any cords or boxes or anything. Just sign up, start watching immediately. You can even get a seven-day free trial if you want. You also get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Uh, Nuggets, abs, the CU Buff spring game. That's in two days. That's on ESPN. You can watch that on Fubo TV. NFL draft, that's coming up on ESPN and NFL Network. You can watch that on Fubo TV. So go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR. Sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Also, shout out to our friends over at Shady Rays. Shady Rays, they've got awesome sunglasses, and they're more affordable, and they're just as durable. They're just as good as some of those expensive brands that you've probably been Are those wasting money over the years on. Uh, Shady Rays, take on the sun with gear that's built to last. They've got you covered. Warm weather ahead. It's a beautiful day out today. Oh, it's you beautiful. probably need some Shady Rays. Uh, there they are. <laughs> Shaderays.com. You'll look better, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Not indicative of how people look. You Use can the code DNVR. You like You're going to get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Shaderays.com. Use the code DNVR. 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Right, man. All right, we back. Segment two, DNVR Nuggets podcast. It's time to. Find out if fear is a factor for you. <laughs> I fear nothing but the cards. Look at this graphic. Oh my gosh, the tower and also votes face. This well. is a, there's a lot. There's a <laughs> lot scarier? of concepts. No, there's me falling out of the tower. Oh no, but my head is up somehow. That's a it's a really tough fall. <laughs> it's because I'm a fearful, fearful little man. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. Um, we're gonna rank now potential threats to the Nuggets. Uh, or like things that of concern here and we're going to start with Jokic's wrist i will say man i want to believe that yoke is kind of in third gear because that's all that's required there have been moments where he has gone to the block and he's looked pretty dang good when he's there's been like little pockets where he's like that's right just so you know rudy i can score on you yeah but i'm not going yeah. to i'm gonna go out here and let murray score and do all these different things but there have been pockets but that being said we could just be coping here because we're a little concerned that maybe he actually just hurts uh, where are you at on your, you know, how, how big of a concern is this to you, Eric? Uh, where am I? Con- uh, He's I, wearing a r- tape. He hadn't been wearing tape all year. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I think I'm like at a two. Like I'm not, we're I'm, doing this ranking next time. Just say a lot or a little. Oh, sorry. I, you yeah. don't understand. You're thinking of a game. different game. What are that the odds? That game's called Scale to One to Ten. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a yeah. percentage? You on might it? be thinking of, of what are the odds? You're not thinking of this game, Fear Factor. Um, <laughs> Up or down? So it's our first time. It's our first time playing Fear Factor. Um, so not I, that worried. Not that worried. No, not that worried. I mean, like you said, when needed, he was still able to score on Rodrigo Bear. He did miss a, a couple of bunnies and a couple of little like things that you typically expect Jokic to make. But in each game. Um, but I also know, like when, like I was walking home last night, and I was like, man, my feet hurt. But then there was a job to do. Get home. <laughs> I walked right through the pain. It didn't hobble me at all. Eric is the hero of his own story. Every <laughs> Everyone's time. the hero yeah, of my own story. What was the question? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, things hurt, but when it matters, you can work through pain. All right. Okay. You know, and I needed to get home. I'm a lot like Jokic in many ways. 
Um, I worked through the pain. He can work through the pain. I'm just, just honestly though, like, you know, it, it's like we see when Jamal gets hurt, somehow he gets better. I just think that if Jokic, if it was absolutely required that Jokic went hero mode last night, he would have. So true. What What about you, Wynn? I'm definitely more concerned, and um, I'm a numbers guy at times. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. If I hear one goddamn number. I mean, Nicole Jokic in two games so far in the playoffs is shooting 31% for 13 from floater range, five to nine feet. That's the range where he's like historically incredible. I think he's shooting 61% from five to nine feet this season. He's 413 so far in two games. I mean, he just hasn't had stat the typical yep. elite 100th percentile touch that Nikola Jokic usually has. So you've got to think his wrist is affecting him, and it, you think it would affect him on those types of shots the most. Um, now, he has made a three. Um, no, he has hit some jumpers. His free throw was shaky last night, I thought. So I am concerned. I, I mean, it definitely is bothering him, I think. And I think we undersell and under talk about how many injuries he does play through over the course of a regular season, just because he is superhuman and it doesn't affect him like it would a lot of guys. But um, yeah, I'm a little concerned. Also, like the passing, he hasn't had like a bunch of crazy one-handed passes. And I don't know, again, if that's just circumstantial, but he has a lot of like rap passes and stuff that he does all the time, and he just hasn't done them yet. Yeah, I'm at, I would say medium concerned in that it's definitely a thing. I think the lack of jump shots are not just the way Minnesota's guarding him. I think there's preference. And then also looking at the lay of the series, what do I really need to do here, you know, in terms of overextending himself with that wrist? I'm medium concerned. I stop at medium because I think we've seen this before, honestly. Yeah. I think we've seen Jokic play with his wrist, bothering him to this extent, hurting him, however you want to frame it. I still say we we saw it in the Clipper series uh, in the bubble, and I think we've seen it since. He can still be dominant. He's going to play through it. He's going to play well. Yeah, he can still cook Rudy Gobert in the post. But I don't think <laughs> When he really is, wants to. That's just it. It's just like a want to. But there have been months and, and stretches of his career where... I think he could shoot the ball a lot more confidently and comfortably than he can right now. Yeah. Um, what about this one? Pick and roll defense for the Nuggets. Pick and roll defense. How concerned are you about that one, Wind? Um, I mean, I'm moderately concerned. It's the biggest red flag about the Nuggets defense forever. And I mean, it still is. Like, you didn't really get more confident about Nikola Jokic's pick and roll defense by watching him this regular season. You know, mm -hmm, right. now now in certain matchups in some games, they played up to level of competition. You know, Jokic played up the floor. He was engaged. He was locked in. He had moments. But I mean, the large sample is still pretty discouraging about his overall defense. Um, look, th that's the one way Minnesota, I think, can really hurt Denver in this series. Anthony Edwards in the pick and roll. And like, I just feel like they went to that this game, you know, for the first time. Like they, they did. Like I, they kind of. Have, I think it's going to become more and more of a challenge as the series goes on, and we'll see if Denver gets better at it. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, I don't think Minnesota can beat Denver, even if they're dominant in that action. Like, if the Anthony Edwards pick and roll works like it worked last night, I still don't think the Timberwolves are coming close to being the Nuggets in that series. They're just not good enough around him, but. You're worried about it further down the line in the playoffs, for sure. I, I do think there's another card up Denver's sleeve, though, right, in terms of 
A, they could just get better at defending it with present personnel, but B, Christian Brown, I think, could play more in those situations. Um, you know, I haven't looked at Ryan Blackburn's rotation chart. I don't have it handy, so I'm not going <laughs> to tell you where or when. But I think on the whole, like, Bruce is too small for Anthony Edwards. Great right. defender. I really like Bruce in Denver, but that matchup, too small. It's not a great Aaron Gordon matchup. Like, who's the guy? Maybe it's Christian Brown. I just think there are this roster has a little bit more of the kind of Gary Payton in Golden State thing to it that we haven't seen yet and would be busted out in case of emergency. Just looking quickly ahead, the team that's running the most pick and rolls right now is the Phoenix Suns. So I was just going to say. Yeah. So, I mean, the, to your point, I do think Denver can use the Timberwolves. I mean, they still need to win a series. Don't make this full practice. Yeah. But I do think that it's like, hey, you're going to see a big test in this. Can you do it? Get ready for that now. What about foul trouble? Foul trouble's been a storyline for yeah. Aaron Gordon in both games, for Michael Porter in the second one. Is this a – how concerned are you here? And actually, let's rank these. So Jokic's wrist and PR, PNR defense, which one's higher for you guys? Wrist for me. PNR. PNR. <laughs> cool. PNR. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say I'm PNR too just because Denver has a history of it more, yes. whereas Yoke, Denver's history with Jokic's wrist injury has been like not that I don't scary. think Jokic's wrist is what – could be Denver's downfall in the playoffs. I think pick and roll defense could be. All right, well, I guess is how I'd put it. Foul, foul trouble. Where does it go? If, now we have three lower things. than those two. Yeah, B lower than both of them. Yeah, because we've seen it. It's been a problem. It's been like a. <laughs> it's been a legit problem for Aaron Gordon, um, and even Michael Porter Jr. in this series. Imagine what you must think watching the show right now. <laughs> You're like, did a murderer just walk into the room? No, it was just killed. Yeah, so there's a dog in here, just so everyone knows. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Just the, uh, Yeah, they're 2-0. Oh. They're 2-0, and, oh, and we've seen the foul trouble. Oh, so it's like as bad as it can be, and it's not. Yeah, like who cares? Porter, Gordon, they've both had to sit. Jeff Green played like 40 minutes last night. Yeah. I'm joking, but and they're 2-0. Oh, Close. So. Exactly. Jokic fouled out game one. Aaron Gordon That's got so in foul trouble. Maybe on purpose. Uh, definitely on purpose. <laughs> um, literally everybody was in foul trouble last night. Last night was a horrifically um, officiated game. It was so stupid. Anybody that uh, doesn't watch the NBA and then did watch that, you're like, what is this? And then we have to be like, I don't I don't know. You're right. It's stupid. This is a dumb sport. I have no idea. <laughs> Do we officially have the dog in us? <laughs> Somebody says this we have that dog in us. has them. the dog in it. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron Gordon foul trouble is concerning. It's going to happen every game, especially if they have him playing the five or at least having to be sweet. It happens on Rudy Gobert every single time. Right. He's just this matchup is an interesting one to debut Aaron Gordon at backup five against yeah. because he's going against either center. Rudy Gobert or Carl Anthony Towns and sometimes both yes. yeah. on the second unit. And it's like, yeah, he's going to get in foul trouble. Like there is a ton on Aaron Gordon's shoulders this series. Like it, it's been under talked about. I think like he's got so much responsibility. He's holding together the defense on that second unit a lot of times. And, um, He's gotten in foul trouble. Now, I think like Aaron Gordon at the five, that's going to work way better against the Suns. Oh, yeah. Against the Clippers, when who are way smaller and just and, yeah. you don't have that talent on the front line of the second unit. But um, he's, yeah, he's got just a lot riding on his minutes right now. Yeah. But definitely third on that list of concern level one of the most Her underrated things that came out of <laughs> get it right i think one of the most underrated things that came out of the pressers yesterday was 
Jokic was asked, and he said this before, but like the playoff intensity of that, and he goes, to be honest, I don't think it's actually that different. And I love this answer because I actually think it's true. And when you he's talk never to, told a lie, and, and he's never told a lie. <laughs> and also, when you talk to any of the analytics people that really get into the numbers, they're like, that's the most overstated thing yeah. about it. And his point was, we run all the same actions. <laughs> like, it's not like we're like doing. Now we have a different playbook. They're running all the same stuff. The coverages are the same. The reads are the same. The speed is the same. And I'm telling you, this idea that the playoffs get way more physical, I felt like last night if that was a regular season officiated game, I would have been like, man, they're calling this so soft yeah. for a regular season game. And it yeah. was the playoffs. It, the narratives and storylines in the playoffs are so funny. Yeah. Because whenever somebody loses game one, 100 times out of 100, it's because we weren't physical enough. Right. Yeah. That's just every talking point that's ever emerged from a game one loss. We weren't physical enough. We've got to punch first in game two. Yeah. We've got to be the you know aggression. We got to be the, the aggressors. Aggressor. Yeah. You know, we weren't fit. Like that's every coach's talking point every single time they lose a game one, and then you just have like a game two like that. And like Minnesota played a closer game. Were they so much more aggressive than they right. were in game one? New keyword no wind after two games. Adjustments. Adjustments. Yeah. Yeah, Adjustments. Um, next one up, defense on the road. Vote. Something Denver has mm. not done this year. They're about to go on the road. Yeah, I put this pretty high up there until I see it. Um, doing it in the playoffs. Is it I, above, would you say, uh, all of them? Uh, no. I'm going to put it... You guys talked me into pick and roll defense as one. Wrist is two. I'm going to put it at two and put wrist to three. Okay. There you go. Whatever. Fear is a factor for him. De I mean, defense for the Denver Nuggets is the talking point. They have an elite offense. They have an all-time offense. It was, they were, whenever they're their best, it's when they're locked in on def the defensive side and there are, re they, you know, they're switching and they're communicating and they're causing steals and they're getting hands in passing lanes and they're just, like, truly efforting um, and I, so I'm actually not worried about it at all. I think it is going to totally translate. Okay. I just think it's. A I, I can't wait to see. Like, I just think I'm it's a very mindset. excited to see. I, I, I really if just it think. Translates. Yeah, I just think it, we. It's a full switch that has been flipped. I just think when they are bad at defense, they're not trying that hard. When they're good at defense, they are trying hard. I agree. And with I this. have to think that the the playoffs are here, and like, just like. Jamal Murray, for some reason, he's inconsistent in the regular season. Playoffs come, it's completely different. Um, the defense seems to this point to be the same, except for in that third quarter, which somehow the switch went right back off because they were too comfortably ahead. So I don't know. That, that This team is just all about motivation. And so I, I, I see them having it. Yeah. Anthony Edwards, this will be the last one. Anthony Edwards, got it going, 41 points. Where would you put him in terms of concerns now? Pretty high, just because he's really the only guy on Minnesota I'm concerned with. Right. <laughs> like, if, if we're being honest, man, Carl Anthony Towns has kind of been a joke this series. Dude. Well, they've last game they made the adjustment where he. I don't think all three players can be good. Anthony Edwards, Gobert, and well, that's Towns. that's a problem. It, it is a problem, but he's the one that it turns into Michael Porter. They're like, go stand in the corner. We're gonna run pick and roll, and you're just gonna be like the floor spacing guy. Uh, Interesting tactic, but I actually think it's smart because the other option is to tell Anthony Edwards to go be that guy. I and mean, I'm like, no, Towns Anthony is Edwards shooting needs to be the thirty percent in this series through two games. He's got nine turnovers and seven fouls. He's got more turnovers than baskets. Here's the thing about Ant, though. He's been a kind of a joke. <laughs> is he gonna? <laughs> it's been. I, that's what movies are made of. Um, the thing about Ant, what is he gonna score? Fifty points? 
Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. All right. You know What's what? What's he going to do? Stab yeah, me? He gonna 41 do? last Stab night. Me? That's kind of my yeah. point, though, man. He, I thought he, he was... is really the only guy I'm, I'm, I'm scared yeah, of. Like, I, we saw, I think, a really good Rudy Gobert game last night for what he's going to bring this series. Yeah, I agree. Um, Towns, again, I just, I just don't know. Uh, Ant is the guy that you look at and you're like, wow, like he can really hurt Denver. My point when though is just that Ant can drop 40 on the road and you can win comfortably, you know? Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, dude. If given an opportunity to move to Browntown or Carltowns, <laughs> choose Browntown. <laughs> good job. Thanks, bro. When did you think of that? Of the walk <laughs> that was home? So good. Was that the walk yeah, home? Yeah, like, my, my, that. my feet I were know. hurting, but my brain never stopped. <laughs> I was there was a, a Wolves fan that was like in the comments a while back, a couple of games back, that was like, You guys need to put more respect on Kyle Anderson's name. Clearly you don't watch a lot of Wolves, which first of all, correct. I watched like maybe ten Wolves games a year before the playoffs. So that's normal, I think, for analysts in a different market. But number two, I know Kyle Anderson very well. My point with him wasn't that he sucks. I think he's a great player. My yeah. point was, if your solution to beating Denver is Kyle Anderson pick and rolls, I'm like, that is not going to outscore the Nuggets. The Nuggets m will probably have the best offense in the playoffs. Kyle Anderson, even if he plays above himself, can only do so much. He was 4 of 5 last game. Did it feel like he was dominant? No, it did not. No. And that's my point. He could have gone 9 of 10, and it would have been the same result. I'm right. just saying... Denver forcing Kyle Anderson to make push shot floaters and pick and roll is like there's just a cap on that and it's really low. Yeah, no, for sure. So, for sure. and I love Kyle Anderson. It's just Minnesota's really their team seems like they're just constantly on like the tipping point. You know, Dude, like well, one bad call, one like thing that goes against Carl Anthony Towns, and it feels like he could just go like lose himself. You know, like, just like lose control. It's Watching live, Vote and I were having a good time. Dude, look, <laughs> Towns and Gobert are, they're just like, they're loose cannons. They, out they there, really man. are. They're on the verge <laughs> of an emotional explosion. They really are. Yeah. That, that Gobert tech, you could see it. I mean, time slowed down for that while we watched that happen. And you're going, no way he's going to get this tech in this moment. But. He, he, was, he like could not he stop. Was Dude, he is. I'm he telling you. Hot. Who did we compare him to? The the bowling guy. The who do you think you are? Oh, We're like even when you're talking trash, it's awkward. That's yeah. but that's how he's like. He gets mad and his like movements are like so dorky. Like, if I was a Timberwolves fan, just like how could you believe in Carl Anthony Towns? Uh, you know, you can't. You can't. How man. Could, yeah. You can't. Um, the people are clamoring for more orca stories. Should we do that or go to break? Um, more what? Orca stories. Maybe like uh, bring a whale? Let's, do, let's, let, let's tell 10. Let's tell a call, like 10 of them. You guys, Google rule of the tongue. It's really a fascinating story. <laughs> no one story. Google that. Don't Google, Google it. it. The rule of the tongue. It's actually on. a really good one. <laughs> Search. <laughs> like Adam, my search comes up with yeah. different things. Why you Adam, why'd you Google Fournier? <laughs> you know what? Let me Google rule the time. I don't know if I've ever <laughs> sure here. When take us to break before we get in trouble. Uh, guys, Volo Sports. We're in a bowling the league. The tongue. At hmm. Volo Sports, we had our first uh, bowling night on Monday. It was great. Great success. Eric's drinks, pretty good. Drinks were flowing. D-line, pretty good bowler. I'd say uh, the captain of our team. Yeah, dude. If I could put that out there. Don't L tell Spano. You know what the worst part is, is that uh, Lindsay took one video of me, and it was me bowling my only gutter ball. I know. <laughs> put it right online. What an asshole. Yeah. Is she here? But, uh, yeah, we got these great lime green shirts that we were wearing. Uh, it, was, it was an awesome night. Uh, if you want to get involved, Volo is the largest social sports company in the U.S. Uh, we are playing in the Cherry Creek Bowling League on Mondays. If you don't have a team... 
I think sign up, yeah, sign up for teams is closed because the league has started, but you can still sign up as a free agent. You know, you can just pop around to teams, a little mid-season acquisition uh, at Volo Sports in their bowling league. What's Tristan Thompson up to? Oh. You could be our Tristan Thompson. We'd <laughs> love to have you. you'll touch a ball. Well, maybe you won't. We have a pretty stacked team as it is. <laughs> There's a lot of people on the team. <laughs> we got pretty deep rotation as it is. Um, unlimited pickups and drop-ins and tournaments with the Volo Pass, which you can sign up for. It's a monthly membership program, gives you unlimited access to sports events and social activities every night. So you can sign up for this pass $20 a month, and you can just drop into different leagues as a free agent. Uh, they've got leagues throughout the city in Lodo, Rhino, Uptown, City Park, the Highlands, Sloan's Lake, Cherry Creek. Also, Englewood, Arvada, Aurora, Northfield. Get your Volo Pass and start playing in leagues today. Uh, there's a beta version of this Volo Pass. You can get it for $10 with the code DNVR10. Uh, www.volosports.com slash Denver. Use the code DNVR10 for $10 off uh, the Volo Pass. Let's go. All right. um, also, shout out Legal Pete's. Uh, if you want to cater your grad party with Illegal Pete's, catering.illegalpeats.com. If you cater with Illegal Pete's, I guarantee you people will be talking about the food at your grad party. Not your low, unimpressive GPA. Yeah. Nobody's going to be like to... coming up and congratulating you on graduating. It's going to be like, wow, congratulations on the food. Yeah, congratulations on the taquitos. Yeah. Illegal Pete's. Uh, Catering, go to catering.legalpeats.com if you're hosting a grad party, if you're throwing a grad party. Uh, this episode of the DNVR Nuggets podcast brought to you by Illegal Pete's. Yeah, and check out uh, the interview of Illegal Pete that happened yesterday on YouTube. Oh, yeah, I saw that. YouTube. It was fun. It looked fun. Dude, it was, it was awesome. Guy. Pete's the best, man, the absolute best. Uh, we're going to play a little game called Scale of 1 to 10. Scale so of one what to are the, ten. What are the rules this of this one? game? Yeah. Um, you're gonna have to rank things based on a scale of one to ten. ten. <laughs> that's for the last segment. Oh, that's the next yeah, game. Is this, next this game. the tier or is this? What? Oh, this is different. Okay. This is different than tiers. This is I scale of one to ten. <laughs> um, on a scale tiers. of one to ten, fellas, how hard will the Nuggets play in Game Three? How hard will they play? That's a great question for this. Ready? Ten being obviously the most hard. <laughs> no. uh, Eric says nine. No. Yeah, hell yeah, Eric. Wow, Tell us why we're, we're all, all wrong. Lined here, pretty much. We said eight. We're <laughs> way off. I think the Nuggets felt a little burn last night. I mm. think that they felt like uh, they were going into the second half and they feeling like pretty invincible. Everything that they were doing was working. It was working really well, and they got punched. They got punched in the mouth. They got uh, reminded of their own mortality in the playoffs, and they responded in kind. They have been at, I would say an eight or a nine this entire series, except that third quarter where they were like at a two. Um, so <laughs> third quarter, really? It might have been a one, man. I honestly think the third quarter it reminded like, me of the last month uh, of the season. It was like a Houston Rockets third quarter. Yeah, they, they were like, oh, just let Jalen Green cook. It's yeah. fine. Um, but I, I just think that they're, I think they're good, man. I think that they have... I think it feels good to guys like Jamal Murray to be now respected and looked um. at as a playoff killer. And I just kind of... I believe in my heart that the Nuggets are assuming this form of just believing in themselves and being playoff, uh, you know, murderers. So that, I that's want I to believe that so badly. I mean, you're off by one. You have an eight. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I do love. I'd say, I'd say you're at like an eight. You're at like 
like an eight point nine on that, like uh, eight point one. You seven point six. Yeah, yeah. rounded up. You yeah. assigned an eight minus, and I yeah. gave a nine. Plus. I like, I really want to believe like the Nuggets are this. I love these games. <laughs> they're this just like battle tested playoff team, and they're like immune to these down spells and whatnot. Like I think they could lose game three for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I think it's going to be the toughest game of the series. Um, next one's fun. How close to his apex is Nikola Jokic playing at so far through two games? So 10 being his absolute peak best. Oh, and we only have down to five. So yeah, <laughs> this five. is the lowest we can go. This is on a five. To I, would, I would have said five either way, but yeah, he's not a one, two or three or four. Oh, so you mean like seven, actually? No, no, I'm saying. God damn it. <laughs> my case my case for a six is that the first half of game one was sneaky dominant, like Apex yeah. Jokic dominant. Yeah. And then all That's he had good... to do was play defense from there. Uh, last night's like another A minus, I think, from him. But there's like two more gears. Play along with us in the chat, by the way. Where do you see a scale of one to ten with Yoke? What's he well, been Last so night far? when he uh cooked Gobert in the post in the first half and then just like ran back down the court smiling with that, <laughs> with that shit eating grin. I love that look on Jokic. That face. is the reason I'm out of five. It, but it is because he was much smiling about Gobert though, right? He wanted a foul and he was just like, Ref, seriously, man? He's, He's like, like, bro, come on. This is what we're gonna do. <laughs> come on. What, what all right, here's another question, I guess a little bit different. The best game of the series for Jokic, what will he be? Same question. Ten being his hmm. apex. Oh, of this series. Oh, this say, series. Say it again. I'm sorry. So Jokic yes. so far has been like a five, but what will his best game of the series be on his own personal scale? It's tough. No eight. There went six. I thought I was too low at seven. You just don't think he's gonna ever turn it on in this round. I don't think this that is it, not a big post up series this for is, him. As yeah, he has I, said. this is going to be a series where it's gonna feature the outside threats more than it is Jokic. He's going to just kind of facilitate. He he's very comfortable playing the role he's playing. And it's oh, been, he loves it's the been role he's playing very right now. very successful to this point. Yeah. So I don't unless it's uh, he's absolutely forced to change how he's playing. And even when he they. Uh, if he is, like, he still, like, won't for, you know, like, he just, it's it's very labor intensive for him to go into the post and make 15 spins. Like, he scores every time, but it's better to just kick it out to MPJ and have him knock down a three. Like, I just don't think it's going to be required of him. How clutch of a player is Michael Porter Jr.? Ooh. Oh, man. This is a really good question. Wow. I agree with you, Mars. I've... <laughs> I'm gonna go nine. Oh! No! He just wanted to talk. What evidence? <laughs> <laughs> my, my question is: What evidence do we have that he's not clutch? It's a great take. We don't. We have not the yeah, Mike moment. But we don't maybe have enough to bump mm. it above a seven. There's some bad playoff series. I think he was hurt, but there's like the Suns well, one wasn't. When he great. was a rookie. <laughs> hey, fair counter. Fair counter. I mean, last night he was absolutely clutch. Oh, Nicole man. Jokic said, quote, I told him that was the reason we won the game. He, he told him about the his truth. 8-0 run to begin the fourth. Yoke doesn't lie. Yeah. I mean, I just I will need to see him full. I will I will need to see this version of Michael Porter like fold in the clutch to to think he's not clutch. He really might be a clutch player, and if so, man, like that is just such a 
Ugh. It's just so big to have three guys that you're like, the they're all going to hit their shots to yeah. the fourth. Even before he really knew how to play basketball in Denver, his four biggest highlights were just clutch playoff jumpers. Yeah. My, yeah. Michael Porter in the locker room last night, he was talking about like not shooting the whole game and then shooting it four times in a, or three times in a row, four times in a row to start the fourth. And like if he was thinking about, you know, just that he wasn't warm or like he hadn't shot a whole lot. And he was like, nah, I just shot it. <laughs> nah, I, I didn't think about it, it is, other so awesome. than the voice in my head that told me to shoot it. Dude, it is amazing. The Nuggets get to just choose their preference on how they win a game. Right. <laughs> like Jokic in particular what, right yeah. now is. He's like, what would be coolest? Yeah, But I really don't think MPJ thinks like that. I, I just think he's like, oh, I'm open. Yeah. I don't. Is there nine minutes left in the first quarter or like nine seconds left in the fourth quarter? I'm, I'm open. Here, I'm just going to shoot it. Here's the thing, though. Malone went to him with the bench. And... We've been calling for it a lot on this show. Yeah. We want to see it. He went to it, I think, a little bit out of necessity because I think he just was nervous with the third quarter, so left Jamal in there. It didn't work. And then so it's like, well, I got to go to Mike now with the bench. And it worked beautifully. I hope we see more of it, man. And I've got quick add-on to that and a tiny bone to pick with Bruce Brown. Dude, give Mike the rock. Mike, Mike. So this went, isn't a tiny thing. I think it's kind of a thing. Mike went on that 8-0 run, and he was open like three yeah. times in the corner, and Bruce didn't hit him. One time it was to take a step back three off the dribble. Do you guys remember when Bruce yelled at Mike for missing an open pass when Mike was cooking in March? I'm just saying, dude. The point actually being, not just to defend Mike, but to the point of the question, when he's with that unit, when he is cooking, give him the rock. Yeah. He, just the, he gets in a zone like Murray where I'm like, he can take bad shots until he misses one. Just let him do it. Well, I don't he was on the floor one. with that lineup, and it was like Bruce, Jeff, KCP, AG, and Michael Porter. And I think I tweeted, like, the best shot the bench is going to get every possession is just Michael Porter sh Jr. shooting whatever. Man, I actually, I'm going to throw a little at Malone, too, though, because he ran my least favorite play in the Denver Nuggets playbook, that X-out play where you get Jeff Green setting a ball screen and then fading to the block for a post Oh, the up. Jeff Green ISO. Yeah, the <laughs> Jeff Green ISO play, as I call it, at the exact moment that Michael Porter was on an 8-0 run. It was an 8-0 run Michael Porter, and Malone goes, you know Adam, what? Adam, you got to keep Jeff, everybody Jeff. involved. Yeah, like, no, you don't. Just no, you keep, don't. Give I'll Mike you, the rock. When Yoke is orchestrating it by himself, he calls the Michael Porter number. He's like, let's keep doing this until it, the well runs dry. All right, last one. Um, Malone, I just talked about. But Malone, Michael Malone's game plans and rotations have been on point. Eight, eight, eight. All right, pretty nah, much I, went, I went high. Yeah, we, we all pretty much agree. I was going to go eight. I got a little spicy. I think Michael Malone has had a great game plan. The team has looked locked in. They've looked prepared. Yep. They look like they know what they're supposed to be doing. The only thing I have against what he's done so far, I do think that he could have probably played Christian Brown a few more minutes in this last game. The, the game got out of hand, and I think he just panicked about that, so didn't bring him back later in the game. But I'm you need to find a little bit of minutes i think when you're up two games to zero keep the minute totals low and last game i just thought they got a little bit higher than i would have liked and there was going to what is essentially a seven and a half man rotation yeah. i just don't think it, it called for that so that's the only thing i have to say now they are up 2-0 and maybe if you open it up it costs you a game but nonetheless i do think again it's a nine not so it's almost perfect but that's the one thing i would look at and say just find a few minutes here for other guys yeah i think the biggest takeaway from how Michael Malone has like managed this series is that his guys have been absolutely locked in. Yep. And like that's been the most important totally, coaching man. aspect of this series. They've been dialed in, they've been locked into the game plan, they've been serious, they've been focused. 
And like as a coach, that's your number one priority. Um, you know, there are some there were some discouraging trends last game, I think. Like the reliance on Jeff Green, even though Jeff Green, I think, has been better than I expected him to be so far this series. Yeah, I agree. Um, more minutes for Christian Brown on Anthony Edwards, I think, will be good. It will be interesting to see, like, what happens at backup center. I think that's, like, a storyline to keep in mind going forward in the playoffs. Um, but but overall, I, I, I've, I've been pretty happy with how Michael Malone has coached this series so far. All right, let's take a break because we got to get to the other side. Um, we have to get to a little around the association. Actually, ooh. stonk report. Oh, <laughs> around the association the edition. What are the odds? <laughs> yeah, no, it's what Please are the odds? Please not the tier <laughs> graphic. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Check out the Mile High City Golden Ale from Breck Brew. Uh, if you're watching Nuggets game, you need that beer by your side. If you don't know where to get Breckenridge Brewery, you can get it at a lot of different places. You can get it at the DNVR bar. Hell yeah, if you're you local, stop in. We got Breck Brew on tap every single day. Uh, if you're not local, it's okay. Uh, check out the Breck Brew beer locator, breckbrew.com, liquor store, grocery store, Wherever you are, you can find Breck Brew. Just type in your zip code. It will show you where it is. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Also at DraftKings, ton to bet on uh, this week. We got the NBA playoffs going, of course. Big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everybody can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every single day during the NBA playoffs. Make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code DNVR. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Also, got to throw out a DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. And I'm going to go to the line for game three of Nuggets Timberwolves. All right, let's go. Have you guys seen the line? No, nope. what, what is, is it? it? Oh, hold on, hold on. I'll say Nuggets minus Guess one. Guess the line, yeah. Nug I would say Nuggets minus three. Yeah, four and a half. Right. Four. You're underselling Minnesota. Nuggets minus two and a half. Well, that's not too far It was off. up by a half point. That's a lot in the game. It's like nine thing all it over. Can, uh, <laughs> make or break your night. You win by if you go over though. It's like Price is Right. So I was closest. Good Couldn't, job, Adam. I just want. Uh, you know what? Screw this. Uh, I'm going to take the Nuggets minus two and a half. Yeah, let's go. DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the cool. week. I, I I do think this could be the one they drop though. If I have them in five, I think so. Right. I have them in five too. It could this be this could one. be the one they lose. All right, let's we'll do see. a little around the association here. Stonk report edition. You guys have your arrows right here, and we got to go quickly because the uh, soccer guys have the GM of the Rapids in studio today. So we got to get out of here a little bit oh, quickly. That's pretty rad. Um, we got four minutes to run through every single team right now. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so, uh, so let's do it. Uh, let's start with the Phoenix Suns, and this this is really like your concern about them ranking. Are you more or less concerned about them? Than you were before. Nope. <laughs> Shut up, Win. Shut up, Win. Shut up, Win. <laughs> you know exactly. Look at Win. 
Uh, more or less than you were coming in. Yeah, Everybody's definitely. a little bit less. You got to be, I feel like. Yeah, they have been. Uh, I mean, they they uh, dropped the game. Right. Here's, the, here's the thing. Home game. Here's the thing. So Kawhi Leonard's out tonight. Mm. I am not just trolling. I'm being on. I'm making a true statement. In the last three years, counting this one, the Phoenix Suns have faced exactly two healthy teams who were not missing a starter. The Dallas Mavericks, who embarrassed them, and the Milwaukee Bucks, who beat them in the finals. They have only beat teams that are handicapped, and now Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are out. I sick to my stomach. We're gonna learn a lot about the fabric of the Phoenix Suns against like. Denver. Against Denver is when they're really gonna test the <laughs> battle, man. It's gonna be unbelievable. Oh, I can't wait. The Clippers. Oh, come on, man. With today's news, come on. Well, I guess yeah. Factoring come in, on. it does depend. It does depend on how you factor Dude, in today's well, news. I know, but you have to. Kawhi Leonard, like I've watched. I'm I haven't wind. watched both those. Suns Clippers games entirely. I've watched a little of them. Kawhi Leonard is scary, dude. Like he is back in that mode where you're like, holy shit, Harrison, Kawhi Leonard. We're three games in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, he's already out. We're three games <laughs> well, in. Well, we're actually only two games yeah. in. Yeah, he's missing game three. Yeah. Like you're right about how well he played, but this is why. Yeah. And where's Paul George right now? Yeah, of course. I mean, come on. All right. So he's late. ramping up. The Los Angeles Lakers. He's hosting a podcast. Lakers. Mm. I don't know. I'd have to go up too. I'd have to go up too. Slightly, tiny bit, dude. I'm, here's what I know: is that we've seen the Los Angeles Lakers in now four games that are playoff worthy. Awful. Good. Good. Awful. awful good. Fine. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's man. probably going to continue that way. <laughs> I think <laughs> you're right. Actually, this is the best take. Yeah, like I'm him. I'm not not next no, game. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part time him. All right, the the Memphis Grizzlies. We gotta go quick here. Oh man, yeah. poor Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you guys. They're they're nothing. They're not that scary, and they're just so short-handed. You really yeah. see it now. Jaws down. Like uh, Sacramento Kings. Come Dude, on, come baby. on! Nobody's stock is higher. Come on. In the entire playoffs, like nobody's beam. stock is higher. I, can, I right cannot now. wait. I hope we somehow match light up against the them and light the beam goes from cute thing to thing we absolutely <laughs> fucking detest. <laughs> it's actually kind of corny. If yeah, you think it's about actually it. so dumb. Those <laughs> we, we, you guys are all get on my level. You're like, oh, what are we excited about? It's a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> A.K.A. the oh, modern... I'm, I'm super high on them right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's like hard to be, isn't it? Yeah, they kind of suck. They look like... We, they kept calling the season the last dance. You know, they kept doing it. They're really the 2011 Lakers. They're yeah, going they outside, do, I know. Like, it turns... Yeah, they're like, this is the last dance. You're like, right now? They're like, no, last year. <laughs> last year's dance. <laughs> yeah, we won. Um, and then, is that it? That's the entire Western Conference. So we just went yeah, through we'll it. A couple um, super chats real quick. Oh, yeah. Two super chats. Let's, let's eat these. Yeah, we could, but we're out of time. The boy's dad, no, a question like, for the East. We don't need to yeah, talk Wynn about doesn't want to do I don't like these. Come on. <laughs> the boy's dad, a question for the distinguished panel. Is that us? Attending the CU spring game. Mm. So only have time for one Nuggets game at the bar this weekend. <laughs> Which one? Friday night. Are you yeah. kidding? Tomorrow is going to be... Hey, guys, get out to the bar, man. Get out to the bar. It's going to be a good time. Friday night vibes. And I'm telling you, we have the Rakia. I think he's making our bar manager, uh, Chandler, making Rakia half off an oh. hour before the game. So you have one hour to get in and drink a bunch this of half-priced Rakia. Jesus. Isn't that and then, and then you doing? can uh, re-watch the game tomorrow, the next day to find out what, what happened. happened. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bryce Hartman, $5 super chat. D-line, let's get some tanks in the DNVR locker and make it snappy, Eric. Man, you know who See, has here's some the, good guns? Here's Bryce, the, yeah, here's, the, here's the worry is that I'll make them and then hosts will wear them on the air yeah. with no shirt underneath. You know I will. You know it. <laughs> you know what? I'm with D-line on this now that he frames it that way. Actually, you know what? Tom, will you make some Subos? You know, will you make some, some DNVR Subos? Please, dude. Yeah, dude, I'll... Just get a crayon and some and an old fleeting bag. Um, the thing is, is like it, I I try have tried to make um, I've tried to make tank tops and things for the last three years, but like the supply chain's a real thing. Like yeah. I I haven't been able to get them. Yeah. So that it, I will try again. Yes. They're really comfortable, dude. What, Jason trash? Abraham, I feel obligated to report that I'm driving on NJ two ninety five right now. Well, Jesus, dude. I mean. While you're super chatting, is that, New, this is that New Jersey? Not just, familiar with the acronym. And he just came across roadside billboards of Joel Embiid and the words MVP. Uh, thank you, Jason. Don't text and drive. <laughs> he says whack sheet. Whack shit. Whack shit. Yeah, he's right. It is whack. I don't miss the Northeast. Yeah, but also, you know what? Congrats to the 76ers for paying for billboards. Something I'd love the Nuggets to do. Like I would love to look around the city and notice There's a couple. You would not know the Nuggets are in the playoffs if you took a flight yeah. in. Everybody you, wants it. Too, I saw an Aaron Gordon billboard. Uh, somebody posted on Twitter the other day. No, well, there you go. All right, hit that outro music for us, Kale. Porg Smith in the building for our uh, Rapids guy. So if you're into soccer at all, you want to check it out. The GM, he's right. He's live here, and he's a hilarious guy. He's a good guy, man. Is he more Tim Conley or Calvin Booth? Way more Tim Conley. Nice. He might be more Tim Conley than Tim Conley. Poor the Rockia. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hang out. Yeah, what are we doing? I think it's more of a Guinness for, for our guy, Paul. Nice. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks so much. Tomorrow, we're going to be back, all of us, in studio tomorrow. We got the watch along. If you've missed that, those are a lot of fun. But more importantly, just come to the bar, man. Come hang out with us well, in I'll person. be in Minnesota, so have a good day. Oh, that's right. Wynn will be on the road. He'll enjoy. be at the Mall of America. <laughs> oh, man. Enjoy that, that yeah. trip out there. Packing a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> See you, buddy.